This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Jim Schaller. Welcome, welcome, good neighbors, to episode number 42 of the Good Neighbor Podcast, Estero. Today we have good neighbor David Zeckman from the Zeckman Group. David, welcome. Good morning, Jim. Thank you. I'm, I am delighted to be here today. Yeah, pleasure to get to meet some people out here in the community and learn a little bit more about them. So uh, why don't we start off by learning a little bit more about what the Zeckman Group does. Well, the Zeckman Group uh, is a healthcare consulting group, but also leadership development group. So it's not just healthcare. And um, it includes things like, um, I'm an author and I wrote a book, and I can talk about that in a few minutes, um, leadership uh leadership development. Uh, it's I'm an accomplished public speaker. Um, I also serve on some boards and I'm the CEO of a startup company here in Southwest Florida. Wow, you've got a quite quite a resume from what I saw online here. Uh, how did you get a start in this industry? Well, you know, Jim, I spent um, 39 years in healthcare and I'm still in healthcare. Um, and I retired as a hospital president and CEO. Um, and I lived in many different places throughout the country. My hometown is Cleveland and I went I lived, worked in Toledo, Kansas City, Louisville, rural Missouri, and then I ended my career working for McLaren Healthcare as the president and CEO of McLaren Northern Michigan, way up there by the Mackinac Bridge in beautiful Petoskey. Huh? <laughs> yeah, with lots of snow and cold. But it, yeah. it's it, it's wonderful in the summer when you only have a but you only have about a month and a half of summer. But right. it, uh, it 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 was really great. So I, when I retired, I felt like I wanted to do more. I haven't, I'm not done yet. Um, I was done CEOing as a hospital person, but I really wanted to, to give back to the profession and, and uh, especially my passion for um, compassionate servant leadership, which is, which was my leadership philosophy um, when I was leading organizations, even as it started as a supervisor. So that's how I got, that's how I got where I'm at today. Um, very different. I do miss the CEOing part a little bit because I miss the interactions with people. That's the most important thing that I do right now. That's and that's you know you can continue to do that in other ways uh, and take some yes. of the stress off a little bit. So, what brought you down to Southwest Florida? Well, we've always wanted to live in Florida. You know, as, as again, we grew up in in the snow and the cold of Cleveland and the Midwest. And uh, uh, and my as I said, my last job is in Petoskey. I never saw so much snow and cold in my life. <laughs> You see all that snow is coming. We were right on Lake Michigan, so it's coming all off of there. But we've always loved it down here. We started in 2007 uh, living part-time in, in Jupiter on the other side. And then um, for a variety of reasons, we decided to move over to this side of the co of the coast. And uh, uh, we, we lived in, in a place called the Plantation at Treeline and Daniels for our first house full-time. And then once I became full-time, we thought, well, I need a little bigger house. So now we live at the place at Corkscrew which is on Corkscrew Road. And um, we think and hope that this is our last house. <laughs> so right. we don't want to, we don't want to do the moving anymore. We've moved enough times in my life. So we love, right. we love, we love being in paradise. We love the weather. And you don't realize how much stuff you have until you got to move it all. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's horrible. But my wife likes to throw out everything and I like to keep everything. <laughs> so that's a constant battle. Right? When I used to work and be out of town, I come home and stuff was on the tree line throw away and I pick it up and bring it back in. So <laughs> it's like I thought I threw that away. I thought I threw <laughs> no, that away. Bad. Yeah, well she um, does anyway. Right. So. There you go. So uh so you mentioned you uh you published a book. I did share a little about 
Thank you. Uh, yeah. My book is titled Driven by Compassion, Eight Values for Successful Servant Leaders. And it can be found on Amazon website or Amplify Publishing website or Barnes & Noble website. Um, you know, as I was trying to build a public speaking business, I felt like I needed uh, to have a book um, to create the um, credibility. And um, I wrote it. And I'm very proud of it. It only took me about a year and a half because I had the outline written already. So the book is uh, based on, there's eight values of successful servant leaders. And they, are, they include patience, trustful, being grudgeless, which I love that word, by the way, yeah, yeah. honesty and integrity, communication, servant leadership, uh, walk the talk and commitment. And each of those values is outlined in the book and it's based on real life experiences. Uh, I interviewed People, not just me, by the way, I interviewed uh, supervisors to CEOs and um, some of it was healthcare, some of it was not healthcare. So I, I, I do have I do have both in there. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, I enjoyed it. It's an easy read. It's I believe it's very informative, but I also believe it'll help leaders do three things. Refresh, um, renew and recapture the passion they had when they start, when they decided to become a leader, which is, I think a privileged profession. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, you know, you do a lot of, you've done a lot of good work with a lot of, a lot of companies nationwide. Is there, is there something that's kind of, I'm going to say shaped you as far as a, a challenge that you, maybe you've overcome that kind of got you to where you are uh, today? Well, you know, I, I think when, uh, I have two personal um, challenges in life that um, really got me into healthcare leadership. Um, first off, I started my life as a high school teacher right. in Cleveland, and I taught high school biology and I coached football and track and loved it, absolutely loved it. But as your readers will understand, or listeners will understand, I only was making $10,000 a year. And so it was a little bit hard to start a family and buy a house. Um, so, but I, I, I had two personal things happen. One. Um, my my son, who was our firstborn, passed away from something called spinal muscular atrophy when he was four and a half months, and that that really drove me to get into healthcare. That that provided me the impetus to leave teaching and get into healthcare because everybody that goes into healthcare, um, Jim, goes in it because for the right reasons, and that's to heal the sick. I mean, we hear about all this controversies, and we hear about all the issues in healthcare, and how you know, hard it is. And yes, all those things are probably true, but everybody, almost everybody works in healthcare and it's not perfect. Um, isn't it to help people and to heal the sick? And then second, you know, second thing I'm trying to personal life too, is my oldest granddaughter has the same thing. She has spinal muscular atrophy. Um, she lives in Arkansas. So I, it just led me to, to really keep going in healthcare to do the right thing, to help, help employees and leaders, do what they're there for. And that, again, that's, that's to heal the sick. Um, and that's really, that's really the big reasons I got into healthcare. And that's, you know, and, and yeah, obviously, you know, there, there's certain reasons why people get involved in a lot of different things, but it's, it's kind of yeah. like you had mentioned, it's kind of shaped where you are today and it's kind of spilled over to what you're doing outside of the healthcare now and trying to, to work with the community and try to work with the people in the businesses and then really help them out. And like you mentioned, give back. Yes. Yes, that I mean that's what I like doing. I'm having fun with it. Um, I'm not 
you know, I'm not getting rich from it at all. <laughs> 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 but I, I, I'm, I'm busy. And, and, and that's the fun part. I'm still active and keeping my brain moving and, and uh, helping people. I'm, I'm teaching right now uh, my servant leadership course based on the book to a large organization in Lee County. And it's right now, and it's for their middle managers. And we have a tendency to forget middle managers in any organization. And middle managers are the key to an organization's success, hands down. Um, and we just haven't done a good job of that, not just in healthcare, but in general. So I'm having so much fun with this middle manager course. I've got 40 of them and we're, we're, uh, we, you know, we're, we're talking back and forth and interacting and telling stories and role playing. And uh, it's just something I love to do. And I, I get jazzed from it. And I learn from it. Um, and it, it's just great. You've got to have that passion and that drive to, to, to make things worthwhile. Then it sounds like you're doing the right things. I so hope are so. there any, are there any, I'm going to say myths or misconceptions um, around what you do that maybe we could bust for some of our listeners? Well, I think, I think part of the misconception I mentioned uh, a second ago, Jim, was the fact that I think, I think there's people that believe that um, employees don't care. They do care. And, and there's another misconception that employees um, uh, that, that they only care about money. And we all know that that's not really the main the main driver behind a successful organization. Post pandemic, um, people, employees want to feel valued. They want their leader to provide the resources for them to be successful. And that's really the, 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 the foundation and the tenet of, of my book and compassionate servant leadership is that a compassionate servant leader puts others ahead of themselves. And that's true of, of life in general. So that's what we should be putting others before ourselves and, but especially in business. And, you know, this was happening kind of before the pandemic, the pandemic just exacerbated it and people were tired. Um, and, but employees, the, the people that you lead, they want to do the right thing. They want to do good work. And yes, you always have, you know, you have people that aren't performing in what you expect, but at the same time, they all they all want to do what's right, and um, we sometimes forget that. And I that's one of the tenets of what I believe, and that's that's how you should lead today. And people are beginning to grasp that, and I'm excited about that. Yeah, and it's 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 much like uh, customers today, or you know, uh, or the employees today. They just want to be appreciated. You know, they just want to make mm -hmm. you know uh, know that they make a difference that they're not just a number that they're not just something to check off that there there is a person behind that as well too and and i think we've kind of as a society lost a little bit of a touch of that is whether it's customer service or yes. or just being nice to each other you know it's 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 um it's something at a core i think we need to get back to we definitely um, do yeah so outside i mean you are semi-retired uh what do you enjoy doing outside of, of work well, you know, since I moved to Florida full time, I became a pickleball player like a lot of other people. And so I, I play pickleball probably four times a week. You know, I'm a good player, but I'm, you know, I'm not like a superstar or anything like that. Um, but but I do enjoy that because it keeps me active. And right. I can, because of other physical ailments, I can't run anymore like I used to and do all these other sports when I was younger. So pickleball um, uh, meets my competitive drive and, and keeps me in shape. I also like to travel and uh, like to do more of that. Um, 
but a lot of our travel right now is to visit our grand our grandchildren. Two of them live in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and the other one, the other two live in Indianapolis, which we'll be going to on Monday. So that's really the, uh, a big part of what of, of my life right now, and uh, enjoy it very, very much, and can't wait for next week when we're all together. That's it. It's about getting together, getting the family together, and enjoying life. Yes. So, yes. So, are there are there any? I'm going to say last minute things that maybe our listeners should know about the the Zeckman Group or or you. Well, you can um, two things. One, you can uh, I, I would I would encourage you to go to my LinkedIn site, okay, because there's a lot of information on there about what I do and my background. Um, I do have a web a business website called thezeckmangroup.com. Um, you can also go to that. Um, like I said, I'd, I'd love the opportunity, uh, if it ever presents itself, to uh, do some leadership development, culture changing within local organizations to move more towards a compassionate servant leadership model. And by the way, Jim, you know, people, when you bring up servant leadership, two things happen. One, they think they know what it is, but they really don't understand what servant leadership means. And second, a lot of people kind of, they think they're already doing it, but when they're really not. And so we still have a lot of top-down hierarchical type of, of, of leaders. And again, like I said earlier, employees want to feel valued. They want their leader to care about them. They want them to appreciate them and they want to be successful. And the only way they're successful is if their leader provides the resources for them to be successful. So those are, I would, I would, I'm also an accomplished public speaker. I would love to do keynote presentations to, to, to anyone based on my program, you know, um, so I can do a half a day session a workshop. I can do a full day. I can do a, a keynote presentation. So, those are the things I, I love to do. Great. You know, it's not, you've got a full plate and you said you were retired. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, let's put it this way. I don't have to go in for those 6 a.m. meetings anymore. And I don't, get home there, at, I don't get home at 10 o'clock at night and have to get up to be at a 6 a.m. meeting. So, no, I, I don't. And every, hospital, every, every CEO will tell you that. that it just There's no CEO that puts in just eight hours a day. Yeah, it's it not a nine to five. Yep, it's not nine, nine, nine to five. five. So no, yes, well, you, you've certainly deserved where yeah. you are today. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I wish wish you the best. And um, it's been a pleasure getting to know you this morning. Well, thank you. Pleasure getting to know you. Thank you so much for the opportunity um, to be on your podcast. Today. You're doing good work, Jim. Keep it up. It's good for the thank community and, and uh, very, very important. Yes. And we'll see you out there in the community soon. Thank you, Jim. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Astero. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnpastero.com. That's gnpastero.com. Or call 239-296-2621.